Welcome to the Becoming One podcast, where as the church, we learn to pursue peace in a divided world. Here is your host, Pastor Sean Wilson. Hey, thank you for joining us today on the Becoming One podcast. I got a great message for you today. I'm going to try to keep this at 10 minutes or less. And it is, I'm going to ask this question. Let's start with a question. Does all believers speak in tongues? Does all believers speak in tongues? Many people use the book of Acts chapter two to say yes. Yes, all believers. If you're a believer and you don't speak in tongues, you're not a believer. You haven't you haven't received the spirit of God or some people say, oh, this is a second blessing of the Lord. But I will tell you that that's not necessarily the case. And what I want to do is I want to keep this as as short as possible, but give you um, some examples in scriptures that actually prove that understanding to be wrong. So um, if people what we need to do is we need to look in the scriptures and see if these examples can be debunked. Let me give you, let me say that again. When we look through the scriptures, we'll find out that there were people that the scriptures never mentioned that they had spoken tongues when they was believers. Amen. I'm not going to get into, I'll get it. I'll, I'll come back and And actually I had a previous podcast that actually spoke about tongues and what, what tongues was actually doing. And then we know that it was actually a language and that it was spoken. Um, it was a supernatural gift. It was a language that the people did not know. But what I want to say is, do you have to speak in tongues in order to be a believer or have proof that you have the Holy spirit? The scripture says, and gives us examples. No, that there's many different ways that a person was saved and many different types of evidences that were presented. So what I want to show you today is just a few just to kind of get the, the ball rolling. First of all, let's think about this. If everybody if the scripture says if we go by based off of Acts chapter two, where it says that the spirit fell on them, they spoke in other tongues. And then everybody's trying to say that you got to speak in tongues today. Then let me ask you this question. Um, we'll go to scripture to, to, to figure this out. Let's go to Acts chapter eight, verse 23, or actually Acts chapter eight, verse 25. When we look at this, this is the encounter or the account of the Ethiopian eunuch. Now, this Ethiopian eunuch, he didn't speak in tongues. He didn't speak in tongues. Actually, Philip took him. He gave him understanding. Let's let's look at verse 30. It says, Philip ran up and heard him reading Isaiah, the prophet, and said, do you understand what you are reading? And he said, well, how can I unless someone guide me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now, the passages of the scripture which he was reading was this. He was led. He, he was led as a sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb before its shearer in silent. So he does not open his mouth in humiliation. His judgment was taken away. Why will who will relate his generation? For his life is removed from earth. Then the eunuch answered Philip and said, please tell me of whom does this prophet says this of himself or of someone else? And then Philip opened his mouth and he he began from the scriptures. He was preaching Jesus to him. 
So he showed to him in the scripture that he was preaching Jesus to him. Now, as they was um, as they went along the road, they came up to some water and and the eunuch said, look, water. What prevents me from being baptized? Because actually, Philip was talking about the the baptism and, and things along that line. And Philip said, if you believe with your heart, you may. And he answered him, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. And he ordered the chariot to stop. And they both went down into the water and Philip, as well as the eunuch, and he were baptized. So now we see in the text that it doesn't say anything about him speaking in tongues or any of that stuff. Why is that? Because, see, the tongues was a sign. And when we look at the Ethiopian eunuch, where was he coming from? From he was from Ethiopia. But what why was he in that same region where Philip was? Because this is where they came back because of the feast. So he was learning he, he actually probably already has saw a lot of these uh, miracles being conducted and seeing the fact that some of these things was happening. And so he was reading and trying to figure out what was really going on because he did not have an understanding. Philip gave him that understanding. And then he asked, could he be baptized? So when we see this message, I'm not going to get down in the weeds of this um, with, when it comes to um that he believed that Jesus Christ is the son of God. I want you to, I want you to just hear this. He did not speak in tongues. He did not speak in tongues. Let me give you another example of someone that you, you may know that is very familiar. Saul, who now we know who's also called Paul. When he was, when he was saved, he was not speaking in tongues either. So when when it says actually in in Acts, that's the same chapter. Well, Acts chapter nine, verse 17 says this. So Ananias departed, entered the house and after laying his hands on him, said, brother, Saul, the Lord who appeared to you on the road, which you were coming, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately. They fell off of his eyes, something like scales, and he regained his sight and he got up and was baptized and he took food and was strengthened. Doesn't say he spoke in tongues. Doesn't communicate that. So what are we what are we what are we identifying here? That there are some stipulations that have been placed on the church that are not necessarily the truth. And we have to make sure that we embody or or receive what the scripture is saying is true and not just what other people are saying. Because that's very important. We need to look at that and we need to examine the scriptures in that. In that area. Don't allow ourselves to be confused or misled that we have to go out and try to speak in tongues. Not only that. Not only that, the scripture actually tells us in first Corinthians chapter chapter um, 12 that not everybody will speak in tongues. Some people will try to come and say that there's a different type, but the scripture says it, it says it, it says that not everybody will speak in tongues. So why do we think that the scripture is not true and we listen to the philosophy of people? That which ultimately causes a division and makes a believer think that they're a second class citizen. Let me point to another example. 
Let's look at Acts chapter 16. So like when you go through the whole book of Acts, this is one of the things that I did a long time ago was I did a study through the whole book of Acts. If every time a person was converted and became a believer or it stated that they believed in the gospel, because we know that belief is what we need to do in order to be born again. We need to believe in Jesus Christ. Amen. That's just what the scripture says. People will try to make it more than what it, what that says, but that's basically it. We need to believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he we believe in the gospel message. Amen. So but there was people that did not have the full understanding, but they did believe that he did come back after they heard the gospel and they became believers. So we look at here, we can look in um, Acts chapter 16 and we can look at how um, Paul here, he was he was preaching in verse 14. It says this was like the uh, the woman named Lydia. From Thyre, from the city of Thyatira, a seller of purple, a worshiper of God was listening. Well, how can she be a worshiper of God and not be a believer? Because she didn't have truth. She didn't have truth. So he was he was teaching her the gospel and the Lord opened her heart to respond to the things spoken by Paul. Why would he need to open her heart if she was saved? She wasn't saved. She just was a worshiper of God. But there is one way unto salvation, and that's through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And it says the Lord opened our heart to respond to the things which Paul spoke. And when she and her household had been baptized, she urged us, saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. Now, you notice that she said, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord. Now, if she had spoken tongues, why would she have to say that? She didn't speak in tongues. She made a confession of her faith to Jesus. She made an alliance through baptism, professing that faith. But she was a believer because of her faith. It wasn't even because of her, her baptism. It wasn't even because of those things, because that doesn't save her. And we'll, we'll talk about this later in, in study. But baptism is, a, is another form of uh, spiritual warfare. I'm, I'm a, we'll talk about that later. But here she didn't speak in tongues. I just gave you two examples, two examples of a person or people that had not spoken tongues. Matter of fact, about three, three examples. That's the third one. Lydia, Paul, and we had the Ethiopian eunuch. All right, let's go to another one. Let's go down here to... Um, Acts, we'll stay in the same chapter, chapter 16. Let's look at the jailer. Did the jailer speak in tongues? Let's let's think about this. Did the jailer speak in tongues? Okay. Acts chapter 16, verse 31. We know what had happened. It says, they said, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your whole household. Now, what was going on? We know that Paul and Silas, they was in jail and they was praising and shook the jail. All the doors opened. The jailer was going to kill himself because he would have to be put to death because he allowed Paul and Silas to get away. They said, no, we're still here. Don't kill yourself. And verse 32 is, and it says, and they spoke a word, um, word of the Lord to him together with all who were in his house. So Paul and Silas, they spoke the word to him. They did not just tell him to believe in Jesus, but then they spoke the word to him. So what, what is the, what is the most critical part here? 
It, it Yes, belief in Jesus is true, but they got to hear about who he is. If you notice, that was what's led to conversion. Do you believe this message about him? And what is the message about him? The gospel, that he died for our sins, that he was the son of God, that he was raised from the dead, that he's at the right hand of the father, that he that he has reconciled us to the father, that he was the only begotten son of God. That he was born of a virgin. What he's taught when they when we hear about these the, the gospel, we hear a lot of we hear about the resurrection, we hear about the death, we re- hear about the payment of sin. They believed it. They said, "Yes, I believe that. I believe it." So his whole household were saved, and he took them. And that very night, he washed their wounds. This is what the jailer did. He, his expression of love and gratitude for the message that they received. That's what he did to Paul and Silas. And immediately he was baptized. He and his household. So that expression of love came before. So that that back that baptism, all of that stuff happened along around the same time. And the scripture says immediately he was. He cleaned them up and they were baptized. They, they, were, they were born again at the point of where they believed. They believed. And then the baptism was just a, a confirmation of that belief. Amen. His whole household. Now in verse 35. Now, when the day came, the chief magistrates sent their police saying, release those men. Now, I'm, I'm going to stop there. The point is they didn't speak in tongues. It doesn't say that the spirit fell upon them and and they spoke in tongues. There was a reason for the tongues being used in the scripture. Oh, if, if that's not enough, let's go down here to Acts chapter 17. Let's look at Acts chapter 17. Let's just go look at verse 12. And when we see this, we see Paul, he was preaching. Um, and we can read verse 10. I'm going to read verse 10. The brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. And when they arrived, they went into the synagogues of the Jews. Now these were more noble minded than those in Thessalonica, for they received the word with great eagerness, examining the scripture daily to see whether these things were so. Therefore, many of them believed, along with a number of the prominent Greek women and men. It says that they believe it doesn't say anything about, again, the spirit falling upon them, speaking in tongues. Everything has a reason why the Lord is doing it. Let's not make a doctrine out of different ways that God has brought people to him and has sealed him with his Holy Spirit. Speaking in tongues is not the evidence. The, I'm going to say not the only evidence of a person being born again. So if there is instances in scripture that prove that that's not true, then we can't we can't preach it as an absolute. That's just wrong. That's not responsible. That's not um, properly handling the word of God. And now we have denominations that's built off of that and trying to make people speak in tongues and then make them feel that they're more spirit filled than others. This is one of the reasons first Corinth was written because people were thinking because God gave them a gift to do something that they was better than other people, their brothers and sisters in Christ. We don't all have the same gifts and God. There's one thing that is the proof of a believer. They will love. They will glorify. Matter of fact, the first proof is they will glorify God. They will glorify God. Amen. When they're born again. So when we look at this, I want us to, to keep that in mind. 
We can also look down at Mars Hill. Let's take a look at that real quick. When we look at Mars Hill, we know that they were teaching to people who were worshiping in ignorance. That's what Paul was talking about in his entire message. Um, and it says in verse 32, I'm not going to go through everything, but he, he spoke about it. He clarified some things. Verse 32 of Acts chapter 17, it says, now when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some began to sneer, but others said, we shall hear you again concerning this. That means that they was their 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 faith was stirring. So Paul went out from their midst, but some men joined them and believed, among whom also were Diophysus and Arpagiate and a woman named uh, Darmus and others with them. Now, if there had been a big um, witness, let's just say if they all had spoken tongues, why would the people wait? Why would they why would they not respond to that? Because they didn't speak in tongues. It says, but some men joined him and believed. They believed from the message that was preached and that belief and that faith was in their heart. And it says uh, some of them. And, it, and if you noticed here, it just says that they believe. It doesn't say anything about baptism. It doesn't say anything about that. Faith is, is what saves a person. And what is the message? Jesus Christ is the entryway of that message. Now, let's go over to Acts chapter 18, verse 8. And this says, matter of fact, let's, let's man, listen. We just really have to look at what the word says and and respond to that truth. We can't allow untruths to, to creep its way into the church, to cause division in the church, to make people think that they're less than when they're not. Let's go to Acts chapter 18, verse 8. Crispus, the leader of the synagogue, believed in the Lord with all his household and many of the Corinthians when they heard were believing and being baptized. So when we say this, they was believing and being baptized. People were expressing their allegiance or alliance and alignment with the message of Jesus Christ. And the Lord said to Paul in that night by a vision, do not be afraid any longer, but go on speaking and do, do not be silent for I am with you and no man will attack you in order to harm you. For I am, I have many people in this city. So he had many people that were going to receive it. The Lord already knew that some people was going to receive it and some not, but it was no need at this particular point for the speaking in tongues to be the evidence. There is a, there, there is a purpose for it. But I'm not talking about that right now. What I want us to do is admit to the fact that you can be a believer and not speak in tongues. We have to agree with that because the scripture says it. It's just like if you were to say um, you get you get baptized um, to be saved. You got to be water baptized to receive the Holy Spirit. Well, I can tell you that that's not true because there is an instance of uh, many instances in scripture that says that a person received the spirit without being baptized. And it just depends on what type of baptism and what, what the context of that text is, because we see in Cornelius in Acts chapter 10, 
that it says that he believed and the Lord poured his spirit out upon him. That is baptism. But when we talk about water baptism, that happened after he was spiritually baptized. So we have to understand. Let, let's look at the scripture in a way to say, man, the Lord can do what he wants. He's done it many different ways. So I can't create a doctrine saying that it has to be done this way, because if I do that now, I, I come against what the word of God is saying. So that's all I want to share today. So, brothers and sisters, let's. Let's agree with what scripture says. Let's neutralize these differences, take the mandate off people and quit adding doctrinal our our own personal preference to try to identify whether a person is a believer or not and just take the word of the people forward unless they show you otherwise. Amen. Be encouraged and know this for sure. You do not have to speak in tongues to prove that you are a follower and believer of Jesus Christ. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us today on the Becoming One podcast. We request that you please like, share, and subscribe to our station, YouTube channel, and Facebook page. Remember, to pursue peace in a divided world, we, the church, must organize, neutralize, and evangelize. Let's become one.